Hey friend, just a cautionary tip as we begin this week's episode. If you're ever interviewing for a new job and your prospective employer wants to take you to lunch, know this, it's probably a trap. Now, of course you have to go, but whatever you do, don't salt your food. What if I told you that your life right now is worth noticing? This is the Attention Collection. I'm Anthony Garcia. One of the most impossible things to prepare for is a job interview. You show up hoping you're dressed appropriately, with no food in your teeth, with no typos on your resume. And you want to smile, but you don't want to smile too much. You want to be casual, but not too casual. You want them to like you, but you don't want them to think you're trying to make them like you. It's a mess. And the whole entire time, you just assume you're failing. And then when they give you that glimmer of hope, you wait for the call that never comes. And so you're left questioning whether or not you actually know how to connect with human beings. Second only probably on the stress level to a blind date is the job interview. There's this old story, and it's depending on who you're talking to, attributed to Thomas Edison or Henry Ford or J.C. Penney or someone on Wall Street. And it goes like this. Whenever insert important figure is looking to hire someone, he takes them to dinner. And when they order the food, if the person in question salts their soup before eating it, The person across the table, let's call him Thomas Edison, immediately decides in that moment, this person is not a good fit. And what is up with that? I've heard this story so many times. And here's the point. If you're the type of person who salts your soup before even tasting whether or not it's adequately salty, you're someone who jumps to conclusions. You're someone who makes assumptions and therefore you will not be up to the task of innovation. Now, is this a fair assessment? I mean, Mr. Edison, isn't this in and of itself an assumption on your part? What if this poor applicant has been to this restaurant a hundred times before and they love the soup, but they know Sammy in the back just doesn't salt it all that well, so they're cutting Sammy a break? What if this applicant is not only up to the task, but they would take the work to the next level? They're brilliant, they're studied, they're collected, they're everything you could hope for in an applicant, but you ruled them out based on salt. Listen, I could go on a rant, but I won't, because this episode is not about salt, and it's not about soup, and it's not even really about job interviews. It's about this. What if we took the idea of the interview, the sizing up, the making assessments, the vetting out whether or not something is worthwhile, and we applied it to our everyday choices. What if we interviewed our day-to-day? 
What if we lined up every possible choice we're going to make in the course of the day, to the best of our knowledge, and interviewed them one by one to see what makes the cut? Every single day, from the moment our heads roll off the pillow, we are faced immediately with decisions to make, choices. And a lot of them are rote. We just stumble into the next thing. We will eventually put some kind of clothing on our bodies. We will probably slam some form of sustenance in our faces. And it will probably include coffee. And then we'll go forth and attempt to conquer the day. Some of these choices are made for us simply by the fact that they were made yesterday. It's what I did yesterday, it's what I did last week, it's what I always do, so this is what I'm going to do today. Not too much thought is put into it. And a lot of times, we feel anxiety about our busyness, we feel boredom by what we do day in and day out, we don't feel that zeal or that passion, we feel like things are just kind of trugging along. Is trugging a word? I don't know. It is now. But what if... Just as a thought experiment, we lined up the potential choices that we're going to make today and we left them in the waiting room and we called them in one by one for an interview to see whether or not they need to be a part of our day, to see whether or not they make the cut. What is it that you are here to do? What do you see yourself doing in my life today? Isn't that an interesting thought? Or consider this. If the decisions you made yesterday showed up in your life today looking for a job, would you hire them or would you say, you know what, it's just not a good fit for us at this time and move on? Thinking through decisions and choices in this way is very interesting. The idea of questioning the options, really hunkering down into the specifics of what could possibly be, because here's the thing, our choices, even the ones that seem so tiny, ultimately culminate in the person that we become. So every decision we make is like hiring our future self. That's a lot of pressure, that's really scary, but it's actually the truth. So let's get into the specifics for a moment. If I'm someone who wants to be physically healthier, the choices I make about what lands on my plate will have a lot to say about my future self. I'm hiring a lifestyle with every bite. Or if I want to be someone who is trusted, someone who is respected, the decisions I make about the things I say about my boss, my coworkers, my friends, and my family, whether or not I choose to engage in gossip or walk away from it, whether I choose to encourage people or quietly and behind someone's back discourage people, has a lot to do with the reputation that I will eventually step into and my emotional and relational wherewithal in the future. But we don't think about that. We don't put enough thought into our hiring choices, so to speak. And when I started thinking about the implications of this framework, of hiring our choices, it made me think about a greater truth. 
Human beings are categorically horrible at hiring for the most part. I mean, think about it. How many people get fired on a daily basis? Now, yes, there are recessions and there are cutbacks and there are hard choices that have to be made. Even great people have to be let go sometimes. But no one who's ever been a part of the hiring process looks at someone across the table and says, you're hired, even though I'm probably going to fire you someday soon. It's just not a thing. A lot of people make these so-called educated choices about who they hire, and it completely falls apart. Why is that? Assuming they actually want the job, most people show up to job interviews with their best foot forward, presenting the best possible version of themselves. And why do we do this? It's simple. Paycheck. Right? I actually took a course in college, and one of the sections was completely around giving a good interview. We would actually film ourselves in mock interviews to be critiqued by our peers, by our professor, and then to go home and critique ourselves watching back the video. It was nerve-wracking. Why do we do this? Why are there courses and podcasts and articles and videos helping people give good interviews? Because that's how we get in the door. The problem is, day five after I've been in the door, after I've already guaranteed my first paycheck, if I'm not the genuine article, things start to slip. It would actually be better If there was something like, for most jobs, a probationary period where we said, look, your interview was fantastic. We're going to bring you on tentatively, assuming that you track with the things you say you're about. And in the next three, six, nine, whatever months, we're going to see if your performance matches your presentation. I think that would change the game. Unfortunately, people are fired every single day for not being who they were in their interview. So what does that have to do with this topic? It's simple. Most of us make bad decisions, poor choices, because the candidates look good on paper. They present well. It seems like a great option in the moment, and therefore we pull the trigger on something we come to regret later. So saying interview your day sounds really good, but it's not as simple as that, right? So what do we do? Well, here's a luxury we have. Most of our decisions, most of our daily choices are based on, similar to, or identical to choices we've made in the past. So all we have to do is perform an exit interview on previous choices. How did they pan out? How did they work out? Did we keep them on? Did they further us? Did they help us get to where we want to be? Or did they set us back? And once we honestly interview those things, we might have a glimpse into where we can move forward with this next latest decision. And we also have to be willing to make hard choices. When we've made the bad hire, when we've chosen the poor decision, we don't have to beat ourselves up. We simply have to fire the bad choices. 
We have to get rid of them. And we have to do the opposite of what so many bosses do. Knowing someone they've hired was a poor choice. Knowing they're dragging the company down. Knowing that this is not sustainable, but it's either too awkward or too difficult or too costly to pull the rug out from under that bad hire. But doing that only strings the problem along. It only makes it worse. It only makes them unhappy in the long run. And we do this to ourselves. We know we've made poor choices. We know that decision isn't a good one, but we string it along because it costs a lot to do something about it now. At the end of the day, even the most educated, thought-out decision can end up being the wrong one. We have to have margin for that. I guarantee Thomas Edison or Henry Ford or JCPenney or whoever it was hired the person who didn't salt their soup and still it didn't end up working out. There's no guarantee. And so this framework isn't a guarantee. It's not a sure thing, but it forces us to look into our choices a little bit more. It forces us to ask questions that we normally wouldn't ask. And that in and of itself is a worthwhile framework to live out of. I don't know if this choice is ultimately going to be the right one, but I do know that I'm not just going off of how it feels, how it's presenting itself in this moment, whether or not it seems enjoyable, happy, fun-loving, whether or not it looks good on paper. I'm digging deeper. And there's an important distinction that needs to be made here. We are not defined by a choice, a bad choice or a good choice. We all make bad calls. It's inevitable. It's human. But we do become our choices. They stack up over time and become our future selves. So if some of your choices are freeloaders, cut them. If some of them that seemed obvious but they're not panning out, get rid of them. And hopefully, when we get into this practice, we can stop bad choices before they even happen. Your life is worth noticing. It's worth leaning into. It's worth caring about. It's all in the art of paying attention. If you're listening to this, you made it to the end of this episode, and you have to decide whether that was a good choice or a bad choice. The question is, would you hire this podcast? If the answer is yes, share it with somebody. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell the others we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify. We'd love to see you on Facebook and Instagram. We put new content out every single day. I'll talk to you next week.